You have to take into account that who you're following could definitely be influencing you. And so that's kind of like the whole message of the book is just to start thinking about that. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Duck calls and mirror balls. Sadie Robertson Huff first graced our TV screens with her family of characters on Duck Dynasty. A few years later, she came this close to winning Dancing with the Stars, and she saw her life swirling into a bubble of fame and glitz and paparazzi. But that's when Sadie hit the pause button. She didn't see herself that way. Instead, she aimed to use her new platform to make a positive impact on the world. Now, Sadie is a podcaster, a speaker, and a multiple best-selling author leading with her message to live original. In her latest book, Who Are You Following?, Sadie takes on a topic that I've been mulling over in my own life. You know that I'm a big fan, and I've even built a business on harnessing the power of social media and teaching others how to do it too. But more than ever, it seems more people are thinking about the influences that influencers have in our lives. Those little squares you're scrolling past on the app each day, how are they really playing a role in your life? I am so excited to have the opportunity to talk to Sadie about the influence of social media, why we're driven to post and what we're gaining or losing when we do, and how it all plays into the views we hold about ourselves. This one is going to be good. Here she is, Sadie Robertson Huff. Being Boss Podcast, hosted by Emily Thompson, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Being boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be boss as a creative business owner, freelancer, or side hustler. Being boss is another amazing resource for anyone interested in getting inspired and more importantly, getting started. I'm so confident that if you love Gold Digger, you'll love being boss. Emily covers topics like releasing the sense of urgency in business, how to empower yourself at work and have a side hustle, and finding your passion and purpose in life using astrology. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my goodness, I am so excited about this guest being on the Gold Digger podcast. Sadie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. This is a long time coming. It is. It's funny. I was leaving the house today to get set up and Drew was like, "Uh, tell Sadie hi. I was like, (laughs) I sure will. Um, But we've connected, I mean, years ago, years and years ago, I like dancing with the star era even before that. And I have just really fallen in love with you and your spirit. And I feel like we have kind of gone through different life experiences on parallel paths, separate, but parallel. And it's kind of like we've grown up together a little bit. So 
Walk me through, share a little bit about you and who you are, and then let's dive on into a really fascinating topic that you've been touching on in your new book, Who Are You Following? And I want to kind of walk through that. So first, who is Sadie Robertson Huff? Great question. That's a that's always a hard question to answer, isn't it? Of who, it is. Who am, I? <laughs> who am I? Well, I'm Sadie. For those who don't know me, my husband's name is Christian. He's an incredible man, loves me very well. And we have a sweet, sweet daughter named Honey. And she is as sweet as her name. It's very fitting. And yeah, we live in Louisiana. I have a ministry here that I run called Live Original, where I just get to speak into girls' lives and help them be confident in who they were originally created to be. And so I love my job. My back story is my family had a TV show called Duck Dynasty. And from that, it led me to be on Dancing with the Stars. So that was a crazy roller coaster. Some mm-hmm. of you might have seen me on that. And now I write books and I speak and I have a podcast and um, just try to encourage people in their life. And so it's funny that you said that about us growing up together in a sense, because it is so funny. I feel the same way about you. I feel yeah. like you are one of my friends and I'm like, well, we haven't really necessarily hung out, but I really care about you and I followed your journey from afar, cheered you on and you're so right. We've gone through some things, similar things, some different things and we both have a little family now and have a lot in common. Yeah, it's been amazing. And it's really fascinating to me. I love watching how people leverage a platform that they're given or that they've earned. And it's been really beautiful watching you, you know, step out of who the world knew you as when you were really young on TV, right? And kind of write your own narrative in a beautiful way that only adds to your family's legacy. It's been really beautiful to kind of watch that progression and transition. And and I think we've all seen different TV people kind of go in a different direction. And I think you've just done a beautiful job in the extension of who you are as a human, but also in leveraging your platform in a beautiful way. Oh, thank you. That means so, so much. Yeah, it's crazy because when I was on TV, I guess, whenever it all started, I was literally 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Like I was a freshman in high school. And so <laughs> it's kind of funny because I think I like met a lot of people in the industry that I'm in now or even in like the secular world industry, whatever it is, ministry or secular things that I've met people in when I was 14. And now I'm like so embarrassed whenever I talk to them because I'm like, I'm like, I was so awkward. <laughs> and so shy and so nervous at every event that I was ever at. And maybe now I'm still a bit like that, but um, I've grown into myself. I'm a full on adult now. And it is funny to, you know, I think some people feel like they're pegged in some space of their life. And thankfully, I don't feel like that. Like, I don't feel like I'm still that 14 year old girl, but I feel like people have grown with me. And maybe Uh, that's because I welcomed them into all the awkward stages of my life. (laughs) And here we are, and we're at a pretty good stage. Uh, So it's it's funny. People have definitely been on a journey with me for sure. I can't even imagine being on TV during those years. My mom recently started this service where you basically send a box of your old photo prints, and then they like upload them on to like a digital gallery. So she scanned in all of our like old school photos and like looking at those awkward years, I cannot imagine being on TV through them. Oh yeah. Trust me, friend. It was, <laughs> it was humbling for sure. Um, oh. Even I mean, yeah, you're so right. When you look back at old pictures, it's embarrassing. But when I even listen back to my old voice, like 
Yes, I still have a country accent. The country accent will never go away. But it was so much more intense when I was 14 years old. And my old interviews make me just like, it made me just crumble. It's hilarious. Okay, so let's talk about your new book, because you and I have been having conversations offline that have just been so incredible. And it's really, really beautiful. And this is a topic that we've actually never really dived deep on on the show about social media and the impact the influencer era that we find ourselves in. Talk to me first about why you felt compelled to write your newest book and what that process was like for you. Yeah, so I decided to write this book at a really interesting time to write a book. And I think that you have something to relate with me here. I was about five months pregnant when I had the idea to write this book. And why I wanted to write the book was because I feel like social media is an interesting, it's an interesting place to learn in and grow in because most every other thing in our life, we can look at the older generation and we can look at how they did it and we can learn from what they did great in it and we can learn from the mistakes that they might have made in it. Mm -hmm. We could call a grandma, we could call a mentor, say, hey, when you were 20 years old and you had this, how did you handle it? How did you navigate it? And that's something I love to do. We have generations in our family. So I always like to ask advice on certain situations. Well, social media is different. You can't, you know, call your mom even and say when you were 20 and had Instagram and dealt with this, how did you handle it? You know, in fact, the older generation is asking the younger generation, how do you do this? How do you do TikTok? How do you do Snapchat? All this stuff. And I kind of felt like we might be like the blind leading the blind. You know, it's like, we're leading this as a younger generation, but are we leading well? You see, I'm like not at all anti-social media. I love social media. I just want to see a healthy social media. And I think social media can only be as healthy as we are. It's sad to see statistics like the amount of eating disorders in our culture right now, our body image issues, our anxiety and all these things, uh, depression feelings of loneliness, feeling left out. And people have directly done studies that have directly shown that social media has impacted that. And I'm like, well, that that's not good. That's terrible, you know? So what can we do to, you know, create a healthier space and create, you know, I guess even healthier people when it comes to social media? How can we actually not just be an influencer because we have a blue check, but be an influencer because what we're saying is actually influencing culture in a positive way. And so was not planning on writing it as soon as I had the idea, but pitched it to a book company that I've worked with. And they said, Sadie, we want you to write this book now. And so I ended up writing it the rest of pregnancy and finished up literally two months after I had honey postpartum. So part of me was like, oh my gosh, am I even like, is this even good? Because you're so hormonal and all that stuff. But I think, I honestly think because of how, vulnerable of a place I was writing from, it came out to be exactly what I wanted to say. And, you know, in the book world, it's one of those things, and you know this, you have to get to a certain amount of words, and you have to do a certain amount of pages. And I wasn't getting to the certain amount of words. And I just finally said, you know, I really think this is it. Like, this is what I want to say. And I don't need to add anything. And I don't need to stretch it out to be what just because the pages need to be. This is just the message. And so I felt like it was very specific, is very timely. And um, I'm proud that it's out. Oh, my gosh, Seeds. I can't I can't even believe you did this while 
five months pregnant. I also was writing a book while pregnant. And someone on my team said something so beautiful to me during the process because I was just, you know, it's overwhelming at times. And they were like, you know, as your baby's heartbeat is getting stronger, so is the heartbeat in your book. And I just felt like that was so powerful because also, you know, walk me through what it's like being a mom of a daughter, because I know for me in the writing process and also just kind of in the messages, books are like a big legacy play, right? Like you can tangibly hold this in your hands for generations to come. And it's just a different, it's a different modality of work. And we do all different kinds of work. But thinking about my daughters reading my book someday really fueled me through some of those messages. Did you have any experience like that being pregnant with a daughter and thinking about social media and what it could look like in her generation and, and some of the things that we could maybe correct before they get to that point? Oh, absolutely. What whoever said that is so right as the heartbeat got stronger, so did the message. And I think it was my greatest like accountability knowing that I, you know, the next generation is coming and the next generation is going to be in my house, you know, the next generation is inside of me right now. And thinking about the fact that, you know, looking at the world, looking at social media and seeing some of the negative things about it. You know, if we don't say something now and we don't fix some things and become healthier people, then it just keeps getting worse. And I would hate for my daughter to grow up in a culture where it's, you know, a toxic social media space and we still have the same problems we did whenever I was, you know, a young buck and all the things. Whenever like she would know I had a platform that I could have used to maybe potentially shift the culture. And so I was like very very, very convicted by that to stay true to what I what I wanted to say. And part of me was even afraid, like, you know, I don't want to write a book about social media, because I don't want anybody to think I'm like, a fun sucker, you know how because you know, social <laughs> yeah. media is great. And I don't want people to think like, Oh, delete your social media. Because I'm like, No, keep your social media, just use it for good. And yes. so part of me was afraid of that. But then thinking about her, I was like, you know what, even if people thought that, I think the impact that this has the potential to make is 100% worth the writing. Oh, so good. It's really interesting because I, even as somebody who teaches social media strategy, I fully agree with you in every realm of this discussion because I teach people how to strategize social media so they can get back to their lives. Like get Mm. on, say the thing, do it well and get off. And I think that like my whole desire when it comes to social media is like, yeah, we can share our beautiful lives online. But one, I want it to be real, R-E-A-L and not a highlight reel. And two, I want it to be like my legacy being lived out. It's like my online scrapbook where when I look back on a post, I'm like, that's exactly where I was or what I was thinking or how my life was. And so how was it? Because I know in my writing process, Sometimes the universe, God, all the things sends you these messages and these lessons while you're in the writing. And you're like writing <laughs> yeah. something and you feel so convicted because you're like, I just said this thing and now I'm struggling with this thing. Did you experience that at all in your writing process? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yes. I mean, and even for me, because I speak and stuff, the messages that I preach I always tell people, it's not like I figured that out. That's what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm speaking that yeah. over myself if I'm speaking it to anyone. When I'm writing a book, I'm writing it for myself, you know, I'm like, I need to see this. I need to work through this. I mean, I wrote a book called Live Fearless 
because I have so much fear. Not that I am fearless that because I'm, you know, working through that and speaking truth over that. So I 100% have experienced that. And especially writing this book, because at the end of the book, I decided, okay, we need, we need to give people practical tips. And I should have sent them straight to you because you give great practical social media tips. And I was trying to give a like, okay, here's some great advice, except for I was like, do I even take this advice, you know? And so I had to rephrase the whole thing to be like, this is what I'm going to try to start doing. This is what I'm going to implement in my life, because I think this would lead to a healthier thing. Instead of here's what I've done, it's more like here's what I'm, I'm going to do. And here's what I intend to do. Because I think there's when you write a book, you feel like you should have all the answers, right? But the truth is, we're all human and we don't. And there's a beautiful thing of letting people come in on the journey of learning with you. And I think for this book, particularly, I had to change any of the language that made it seem like I had to figure it out, you know, and just welcome people on a journey of let's do this together. And that was not because, you know, I just wanted to sound inviting. That's because I genuinely am inviting people in because I'm learning too. And so absolutely. And I I love what you said about social media being like a scrapbook. One of the most, I guess, the moment where I realized I need to use my social media differently was a couple of years ago. My mom got me chat books for Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So she got me (laughs) chat books and I was so embarrassed because my whole like all the like covers of the chat books were like selfies with like no (laughs) caption. And I was like, You're like, this is my life. I was like, is this literally what I define my year as? Like just yeah. photos of myself with not even nothing to go with that. And so it kind of made me realize like, I want my page not only to be bigger than me, but I want my words to be more impactful than like, you know, these silly little captions. And every now and then, yes, most of the time my captions are still short and sweet and to the point. And, you know, every now and then I'll post a selfie and there's nothing wrong with that. That's fun. That's part of it. But then I also, you know, want to really document my life and I also really want to encourage people. And so I think when you put that intention behind it and we actually think about why you're doing what you're doing, that's when you create, you know, real positive impact. Oh, That's so good. That's actually really cute. The chat books thing for me, and this might speak to you just because I know the inside of your book and the pages, but we lost one of our like closest friends. He was the best man in our wedding to a car accident when we were Mm -hmm. newly married. And I remember going on to his social media just to like feel close to him. Mm -hmm. Like where I was like, oh, he didn't realize that that like tweet about Burger King was like something that like I would go to remember him by. And it was really interesting to me because I'm like, wow, like what an incredible world we're in where we have these tools at our fingertips to really document our lives. But beyond just sharing the day to day or the funny, you know, jokes or things like this is what a lot of us believe behind. Like this is what people will look at to see how it is that we lived and what mattered to us. And while we don't have to, you know, take it that seriously all the time, it really challenged me to think about, you know, what am I sharing? And is this exemplary of who I am or what I believe or what I want the world to know? And so it really shifted how I look at social media, because I agree, I think it's a beautiful thing. But it's just a different way that like, you know, a life experience that really shifted the way that I look at social media in general. Yeah, that's so powerful. That is such a powerful thing to think about that 
you know, we're going to leave behind a lot and we're going to have a legacy, but that is like a tangible way for people to see your legacy and to see how you lived and what you did and what you, what you stood for, what you believe, what you're passionate about. And that's a great way to look at it. I mean, you think about even when celebrities pass, you know, you go to their page and you read their last post or you look at, you know, different things that they said. And there's always something in there that you're like, wow, I can't believe they said that. Like that's so powerful and that's going to stick with me. That's going to live on. And so thinking about that for your own life of, you know, what what's something that someone can get from me that goes outside of time, you know, yeah. and I always think about that, even with podcasts and books, like you said, like we're doing this podcast and people might listen next week or people might listen in four years, you know, yeah. so what's yeah. going to live on? That's a, That's a great thing to think about. Oh, okay. I'm going to read. This is so funny. I'm going to read a little bit of your book to you. <laughs> um, but even how you kick the book off, I think everyone listening can relate. So you say, I held my finger down on the Instagram app on my home screen and hit the small circle in the left corner. Following my instruction, a message in bright red letters asked if I really wanted to delete the app. An audible tap and it was gone. It really needed to go. I was distracted by everyone else's lives and unhappy with my own. I finally became uncomfortable with wasting my time. It was like the numbing medicine had worn off and I was tired of having a crooked smile. I was tired of the comparisons, tired of caring what other people thought, tired of caring too much about what others were doing, tired of feeling anxious and tired of feeling like I wasn't enough while trying to make it look like I was. My relationship with social media was like a dating relationship you stay in, even though you know it is time to go. Isn't that something that everybody has likely felt? I yeah. mean, <laughs> it's crazy I how it confirms even the part where you're like, your phone is like blinking like an emergency. Are you sure you want to delete this questioning <laughs> you making a decision in your life to create a boundary or to take a break? Yep. Walk me yep. through what kind of cycles you've noticed, especially to as the world is kind of shifting again and people are trying to figure out what they want. What has social media looked like for you in this season of motherhood, in this season of entrepreneurship, in getting a book out, in preaching and talking about social media? What does your relationship look like? Because you said it was like that dating relationship that you stay in, even though you know it's time to go. What have yes. those cycles looked like for you? Yeah, great question. So yeah, when I started the book like that, I really wanted to just get across that feeling of exhaustion that can come when social media is used in a negative way, or even the striving that comes when social media becomes, you know, your everything or your source of identity or your source of love and acceptance and friendships. Not that it can't be a part of that. Yeah, it can help build friendships and help build community. And, you know, it can it can make you feel liked in so many ways and and whatnot, but it's not everything, you know, and your identity can't be found in that. Your source of love can't be rooted in that. And so I wanted to just kind of portray that because that used to be me, you know, I used to be so exhausted by that and strive for all that. And I think found too much of my worth on the screen than in, in my real life. And so what I did and what I found that really helped me is like I talk about at the beginning, but I deleted social media for a little while. And I think that doing that just reset my life in such a great way. It wasn't, like I said, I'm not go delete your social media forever. 
But like, if you need to delete it for a little while to regain perspective and, you know, renew your mind and just get, I guess, just able to see your own life and your own heart instead of everyone else's. And I think it's really a healthy thing. So now kind of after resetting and resyncing a few years ago, what I've found, and this is just really how I live for, I mean, this is really kind of how I, I manage social media as a whole is I just let social media be my overflow. It's not the place mm-hmm. that I'm going to, to get anything. It's the place that I'm going to, to pour out the overflow of my life. And I think that simple change of not going to social media to get something, but going to social media to give something has actually created such a healthy boundary and such a healthy mindset for social media. Like if I ever am posting from a standpoint of striving for something or needing something from my followers or, you know, needing this attention or needing this like or needing this amount of views or whatever, then I just don't post it, you know, but if I'm going and it's like an overflow, like here's what God's doing in my life. Here's what me and my family are up to. Here's something that I want to encourage you with. This is something I'm struggling with and I want to share with you because this is just real in my life. I've just noticed that with that, those negative emotions don't come, you know, because Mm -hmm. you're not going to be disappointed by what social media can't give you in that if you're going for an overflow point. If you're going for like, I need something, I need this, social media will always disappoint because it can't give you what your soul craves. But if you're going from an overflow perspective, perspective and you're not needing anything back, then man, like you're not going to be disappointed. You're actually going to be able to hopefully make those friendships, right? And really pour into people's life and get to know people for a real version of you and not a fake version of you. And so that little change, I think, is a good shift in mindset and a really practical way to just ask yourself when you're going to post, am I posting this to get something or am I posting this to give something? Oh, That is it. That's it right there. That is so simple and so powerful. And I think even just that quick shift in your mindset of, you know, serving is everything. I think it changes the whole game of it all. Doing good isn't only good for those around us. It's also good for business. We've seen it time and time again. Companies with solid mission statements grow stronger with their customers, employee retention, and their bottom line. Whatever your mission is, HubSpot is on a mission to help your business grow better with a CRM platform that grows with you. HubSpot's easy-to-use website builder helps you create, manage, and update your business's unique online presence so you can get your mission out to the world quickly and easily. Plus, with seamless plugins that help you track customer activity, you'll know what's clicking and who's not, all from your HubSpot dashboard. Get started and get going for good with HubSpot. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. You might not know this about me, but one of my favorite roles that I play in life is being a host. That's why Drew and I are hosts on Airbnb. If you want to generate extra income and have space to share, you should definitely check out Airbnb. As a mom and full-time entrepreneur, it's been super easy to fit hosting into my schedule. Over the last few years, we've had many visitors and we've even been voted super host several times. 
Whether you've bought properties as an investment or have unused rooms waiting to be shared, hosting on Airbnb is the practical and profitable choice. And just think about it. If you've put a ton of time, effort, and work into your home, someone out there probably would love to experience it while they're traveling. So next time you're planning a trip or want to make some extra pocket change from your spaces, consider hosting on Airbnb. The hosting process is simple, practical, and tailored to you. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I am super curious when it comes to like how you show up, because you know me, I'm like the person who creates a strategy. Do you just let the overflow come out when it comes? Do you have any sort of plan? Do you have a team? What does that look like? Because I can only imagine that there was a lot of nuance that happened when it came time to launch this book and to leverage your social media to talk about this thing, which again, you were serving people through the message. But I'm sure there was like an interesting dichotomy of like, how do we do this in the right way? Yeah, so I I will say this. I love people like you who are super good with strategy and like, <laughs> we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. And in some ways, I am like that. As far as like, whenever I'm leading in you know, our team, we have an app, we have conferences, we have tours. I'm very much like the visionary. I'm like, here's what we should do. All right, let's let's go do this. But I'm not the person that is like on the ground saying, okay, and then you're going to go here and do this and you're going to go here. I'm like, this is the overview of what we're going to do. Now let's figure out somebody who's good at this, how to do that. You know, yes, I'm in the yes. visionary in the clouds. That's, that's where I sit. And so I think with social media, I probably for my my page, like my legit city rob page, it's probably one of the most like organically naturally run pages as far as like influencers go, because I am not much of a strategist. I don't really think about what's going to perform well, what time's going to be good. I kind of just go for it. And sometimes that bites me in the butt for sure. Sometimes I'm like, eh, Mike could have done that a little better. But because I have different accounts like work accounts, I have my Live Original account, I have a Whoa That's Good account for my podcast and different things. I do have a team of people who legitimately strategizes, you know, when we're going to post what based on what messages have just gone out or when we're going to post what based off the book. And they're, they're the ones making all the creative, you know, little graphics where it's like, here's my one girl on our team. Literally, she's so amazing and she's so good at art and she's I actually hired her this is hilarious because I saw her doodling and I said you are so good at doodling and I said I want to make graphics on our live original page that are all like hand done or originally done where we're not just going and like copying someone else like we're just making our words truly original that was five years ago she still works with me she still does all of my live original social media. She still does my website. She still does podcasts, all the all that kind of stuff for graphics. But my personal page, I just like to keep being very me. And so if I want to post something, I do. And if I feel like passionate about it, she'll send I'll ask her to send me something to post for the book and she will. But like I said, I, I'm pretty relaxed on my page. And, you know, there's nothing really to that besides I'm just I feel like a pretty authentic person in the sense of I do meet a lot of people that are 
followers of me because I go out on tour and I go out to places and I want people to like, like feel like they know me because they do because whatever I post is really what I want to post. Now, again, if you're trying to grow your social media, this is not the way to go. Listen to Jenna because your (laughs) strategy is actually what's going to help. And I'm sure the strategy of what we do in all of our work accounts, I mean, that's what's helping sell the books. It's what's helping do the thing. But as far as my page, I just keep it super, super organic. And I know, like I said, not great social media advice, but maybe good life advice. Hey, you know what though, Sades, I think that a lot of people pursue things in different ways. And I think that's what's so beautiful. And for a lot of people right now, I think they're just burnt out on social media, right? It's, it's this weird addiction combined with burnout, which is such a fascinating place to be because I was recently learning just a little bit. I love just learning mom things and motherhood things. And they were talking about how children these days don't know what to do or don't know how to be bored. And you think about like when we were growing up, we were bored all the time. We were like out back, like make playing in the river and like hunting for crawdads, building a tree fort in the woods and stuff. And nowadays they just talk about how like children really struggle with things like creativity. They struggle with figuring out how to play with themselves. They struggle with not, you know, knowing how to function in a world that is so screen obsessed. Mm. And it really makes me think because it's really easy when we think of it in context of small children, but in reality as adults, it's not much different for us, right? We don't know how to board. We don't know how to sit with ourselves. We have forgotten how to play. Like we bring our phones with us when we go to the bathroom. Like we literally can't be alone anymore. And so what kind of boundaries do you have in your life around social media? Because I think this is something that isn't talked about nearly enough. Yeah, that's so great. I definitely have boundaries. Christian and I both have screen times, you know, and of course you add extra 15 minutes. That, that's a real yeah, part of it, you know. I have that on but my I phone do... and it went off on an Instagram live the other day and the oh, guest shoot. was like, oh, you disappeared. And I was like, sorry, my screen limit went off. <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, of course we have screen limits and of course you can't add more time. But I do think that even if you add more time, that helps you with the boundary because at least you know how to gain how much time you're spending as opposed to just not having any reference and then you go hours and you're like oh shoot how did that happen you know I think having that boundary is really helpful and then I actually heard do you know who Annie Downs is yes yes I love Annie Annie's awesome and her book that she put out oh gosh now I'm trying to think of what maybe it's just that sounds fun but it's about hobbies and I love how she talks about how we have to have hobbies that are off the screen as well like get a hobby that's not you know just from your phone maybe maybe it's not an app on your phone it's not watching tv but it's actually a hobby and so christian and i actually started playing cards a lot and call us grandparents but listen it is a good time we play a lot of cards we play rummy we play uno spicy uno of course we play all these different things we play tennis a lot we go on walks every day with honey we do all these other things that are just outside of our phone, you know? And I honestly think that that in and of itself is creating a boundary because you're just creating something else to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then again, like when I'm going on social media, 
I think there literally is a boundary to not go to get something. And like I said, that that is a really simple thing, but that's just a boundary for me because I just feel like that's whenever things go wrong is whenever you're putting too much worth in in that one thing. But yeah, I would just say get some hobbies that are off the screen. That is a great way to start getting off the screen for sure. And that just makes life a whole lot more fun. And to me, I'm like, if I'm going to post for the overflow of my life, then I have to live my life, right? And so- what overflow am I going to have to post on social media if I'm always on my phone? You know, what am I going to post just my wordle every day, you know, like my stuff on my phone? Like, no, I got to go live. I got to go have fun. I got to go do other hobbies. I got to go see people, call people, be with people in person. And then I'll actually have something to post and I'll actually have something to say. And I try not to like, stretch to find something to post or say like I like I try to just do it when it's natural when I have it because I used Mm -hmm. to be like always scrolling my phone like what picture could I post like searching my mind what what (laughs) caption could I say you know and now I'm just a little bit more relaxed of like you know I'm gonna post when I have something to post and if that is against the algorithm of Instagram to post every day or not whatever it doesn't matter you know I'm just gonna live my life I love that I think Here's the life and work hack for you. Ever since I started getting dressed in the mornings before working from home, I have been more productive and efficient. I guess the saying dress for success is actually true, which is why I am obsessed with quince. Quince offers luxury fashion without the hefty price tag. With prices ranging from 50 to 80% less than similar brands, it's a no-brainer to choose Quince for timeless style at unbeatable prices. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman, passing the savings on to us, the savvy shoppers. Personally, I've snagged the Italian leather bow ballet flats. They've truly become a wardrobe staple. And let's not forget about their stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, which adds this touch of sophistication to any outfit. Whether I'm working from home, dressing up for a date night, or a play date with friends, Quince always delivers in style, quality, and affordability. If you're ready to elevate your wardrobe without breaking the bank, join me in embracing the Quince revolution. Trust me, your closet and your wallet will thank you. Indulge in affordable luxury at quince.com slash gold digger for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash gold digger to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Let me tell you, I love it when I find a way to blend style and comfort. This is why I am obsessed with Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed a breeze. We're talking minimalist, effortless, yet totally refined, which is exactly my vibe. I wear Jenny Kane's house slippers every single day. I even sent a pair to my best friend, and I've been on the hunt for the perfect shoe for travel. I just grabbed their suede kitten heels. They are timeless easy to pack. And when I wear them, I get compliments and it also helps that they are super comfortable. I've also got a quick shout out their sweaters. The oversized cotton fisherman and the cotton cocoon are perfection for everyday wear. And even as the weather warms up, they are absolutely staying in my rotation. Now, the best part about this brand is that you can mix and match the pieces effortlessly. Pair their sweaters with classic denim or a simple slip dress, and you've got a look that's put together without even trying. Jenny Kane believes in the art of support simplicity. And on top of the amazing clothes, they even have home essentials. We're talking timeless furniture, cozy pillows and throws, and the most incredible candles. 
Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code GOLDDIGGER15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code GOLDDIGGER15. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I'm pretty well versed in social media, but there was one major platform on the internet that I didn't know how to use to its max potential, and that was LinkedIn. Can you relate? With LinkedIn ads, you'll learn how to build the right relationships, drive results, and reach even more of your audience. Imagine having direct access to decision makers. We're talking about a billion members, 180 million senior level executives, and 10 million C-level executives. Now, trust me, that is a network you want to be a part of. LinkedIn provides targeting and measurement tools specifically designed for B2B. In fact, in the tech world, LinkedIn generated two to five times higher return on ad spend than other social media platforms. And here's the best part. You're not alone. LinkedIn respects the B2B world we operate in. In fact, 79% of B2B content marketers say that LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's right. LinkedIn ads helps build connection and results. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. I feel the same way too. And it's really funny because I feel like motherhood shifted a lot for me when it came to things like strategy and all that. Like I love all of that and I study it and I know it and I teach it. But I also just think there's so much room for real life happening. And also there's this invitation for us to ask ourselves like, is this a good time? Like, should I be on my phone? Like the other day I was working and I was writing a blog post about motherhood and then Quinn woke up and I kind of found myself frustrated because I was like, I got to finish that post. And I was like, I am writing about motherhood. (laughs) Let me go do motherhood and come back to this. But you know, it's like that constant. Yeah. It's like those constant nudges of like, reminder, this is important. Reminder, this is important. Social media isn't. So as my final question, you know, let's go to the title of your book. Walk me through how people could maybe do a little audit of who they are following and really check in to make sure that the people that they are being influenced by in their life online are people that are the right ones that are serving them and that are showing up in a way that makes them want to do better, be better and show up better. That's great. I love that question. So I know not everyone listening is necessarily a believer or Christian, but that is what I believe. And so I read the Bible a lot. And in the Bible, I found it so interesting because Jesus would ask people to follow him. That was like his whole thing. Like he would go up to the, these disciples and he would say, you know, drop everything you have and follow me. And the people that did and they followed him, those are the people who like live life right beside Jesus, got to see everything he did. Those are the people that were influenced by Jesus the most, impacted by Jesus the most. And those are the people who started the church. And so I started to realize the concept of following someone is actually a really big deal. And we kind of treat it like it's nothing. We just tap, you know, follow. And when we don't want to follow someone, we tap unfollow or we whatever, you know, we follow this person, we follow that person, we follow all these people. But we're not really realizing that whoever you're following is who's leading, right? We kind of know that as a basic principle, you follow the leader. 
And I don't think people realize in a social media context that whoever they're following is actually, in a sense, leading them in some way or another. They're influencing them in some way or another. And I think you have to be really careful and conscious about who you're following, because if you're not, next thing you know, you'll look up and you'll be like, well, how did I get here? Right. How did I get to this place of insecurity? How did I get to this place of thinking I'm not enough? How did I get to this place? And nobody knows why they're anxious and no one knows why they're lonely. No one knows. But then if you really look at who you're following and what you're looking at every day, maybe that has something to do with why you're anxious. Maybe that has something to do with why you feel lonely because you follow people all day long who, you know, are posting with all their friends and they're here and they're there and they're doing that and you're not. Or maybe that's why you feel insecure, insecure about your body because you follow people who post new pictures all day. Whatever it is, you know, you have to take into account that who you're following could definitely be influencing you. And so that's kind of like the whole message of the book is just to start thinking about that. And so for, you know, yourself, whoever's listening today, maybe, you know, assess where you're at, assess where you've been led to, like, is it insecurity? Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Or do you have any of that in your life? And are you following people who might be leading in a wrong direction? Maybe it's a celebrity that you don't even know. And that's just a very easy person to mute the Instagram or unfollow if you, if you need to or whatever. Or maybe it's someone of your friends who you're following and maybe it's a conversation that you can have with them, you know, or maybe it's a boundary that you can place between your friendship. That doesn't mean you need to unfollow someone. I'm not really for that. Um, but, you know, it's a boundary that you can set. Or maybe it's you. Maybe you're not the best leader. Maybe you're leading people in a bad way or in a negative way because you yourself aren't being led very well. Well, maybe you can be the better influencer that you strive to follow. Maybe you can start following people who are speaking truth over your life because there are so many people like Jenna out there in the world who are having super encouraging social media accounts who lead so well. And those are the people that you need to be following. And it's almost like surrounding yourself with. We all know we are who we're friends with, right? It's the same way almost in social media. We start to become like the people that we're following. And so for you as a listener, be the follower that you want to follow be the influencer that you need in your life but then also follow the people who are going to make you better follow the people who are going to make you the best influencer you can be and just to clarify like I said before you're not an influencer because you have a blue check or not you're an influencer because you're a human who has influence within them and so use it for something good and so that's the message of the book. That's the message that I, you know, feel passionate about telling everyone and their mother who will listen. But um, I just feel like everyone has more influence than they realize. And if they use it, then we truly could see the world start to shift to being a much healthier place. Mm, that is so good, Sadie. Someone once said to me, like, look at what Jesus did with 12 disciples. And here we are trying to get thousands of followers. It's kind yeah. of wild when you look at the depth that can come with those words follow me it's incredible it's incredible my goodness girl where can everybody find out more about your book get their hands on it learn about you give us all of the places we can connect 
Awesome. Well, if we're talking social media, you can find me at Legit Sadie Rob on Instagram. From there, you can pretty much find everything else. But my book, Who Are You Following, is sold anywhere books are sold. And you can get it on Amazon easy, get that puppy prawn right to your house, but you can get it anywhere. And then liveoriginal.com is where you can go and check out where I will be speaking live. Maybe we can meet and that would be awesome. But anyways, Jenna, thanks for your influence, truly. I just want to say that on this podcast. Thank you for what you do, for how you influence, for how you lead. You really are making the world a better place. And I remember following you years and years ago. And me and my sister were just so encouraged by your authenticity, by your vulnerability, and just by the way that you lead so well. And so thank you for being you. And thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. This was such a treat. I'm so excited and I'm just so grateful for this message today. Thanks, Sadie. So good. I've got to say, sometimes I am in awe of what being a podcast host allows me to do, to have these rich conversations, to connect with people off of those squares and in conversation, to be able to discuss the things that are on our hearts or in our lives or donating the pages of our books. And I just loved this conversation with Sadie. I think it is such a conversation that is mulling around in our own brains, but often not discussed and specifically not discussed in a public setting. And I love the dichotomy of our approaches to social media, the way that we acknowledge one another's gifts in the ways that we show up, but also that we share this similar heartbeat in using influence for good, in serving and not selling, in showing up and making a difference, but letting it be the overflow of the lives that we're living offline. I hope that today's interview inspired you. I hope that you have food for thought. I hope that your relationship with your social media and the humans you follow is one that gives you strength and encouragement and inspiration. And I hope that you tune in to the next episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Thank you so much for being a listener here. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for giving me space in your ears. And until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Let's face it, life and business can be stressful. And it's not just your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense or anxious. Stress can also affect your digestion and your immune system too. So what do we do about it? Introducing Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress soothing formula from Just Thrive. Say hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks. And for Next Level Mood TLC, there's Just Thrive Probiotic. This is the probiotic my whole family swears by. This spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you'll have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. To learn more about Just Thrive, tune into episode 734 with their founder, Tina Anderson. 
I loved chatting with her about the gut-brain connection. And if you're ready to take control and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive probiotic today. Visit justthrivehealth.com and use a promo code GOLDDIGGER. Take control today with Just Thrive. That's justthrivehealth.com, promo code GOLDDIGGER.